season four time. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom. I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. I forgot to draw my Instagram, didn't I, Saul? Yep. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at John Hogaboom. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Saul Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. How are you, Saul? I'm good. Uh, I, I brought this up before the pod and then stopped myself, but I had a, a nice weekend, but it was, it was grad weekend at Yale. Um, I'm not graduating, but I have friends that did. And I three out of, or sorry, two out of three nights, one of them, I wasn't in New Haven. I had to sleep with uh, like my earbuds in with uh, 11 hours of white noise going on because oh. my upstairs neighbor and the frats down the street decided to have parties, which is fine, mm -hmm. but they were playing music so loudly that my bed was vibrating. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> you can imagine the noise, like if my bed is vibrating, the noise is loud. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I, also, I should, I should mention, I went out and I like had a good time and then I went home. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm in bed at 1030 and they're making this noise. It was like 1.30, two in the morning. So like, maybe the night's winding yeah. down, right? Like maybe, maybe we're done with this, but no, like it's, it's two 30 in the morning and I'm being kept awake by the noise of like Diplo. I'm just like, please, <laughs> like, let me go to bed, <laughs> please. <laughs> I have things to do. We're no not used more to Diplo, either. please. <laughs> Since when? Oh, but so, who that are we was joined by today. We are joined. The, the voice that you're hearing is somebody that I, I've known about, I'd say probably since, say freshman year of college or maybe even like my time in high school um wow he's definitely been a lot of people's introduction to the fashion world he comes up if you're interested in fashion all the time on the recommended page mm -hmm. um and i can't recommend his videos enough um it's a little bit surreal that we're sitting here i guess virtually but sitting here talking to him um without further ado uh we have reggie casual in the studio today welcome reggie what's up what's up guys it's your boy Thank you for joining us. Your your background for the Zoom call is so professional. Oh, it's perfect. I keep wanting to say something. <laughs> no, no. See, this is actually a new thing, right? Okay, so this okay. is we. I uh, because I built an in-home studio, and for the last, I'd say, year, I've been trying to get it right. But I finally got something that I was just like, "Oh, this is. I like this. So let's keep it going." Let's well, we've been upstaged way. already. Reggie, Reggie heard he was coming on the pair of Kings podcast. He went to his local store, dropped like I know, I know, thousand dollars. He said, "Give me the best." This is this is completely <laughs> fake. Right? It's not real at all. That what you're oh. seeing is, you know, just an illusion. It's a simulation. That's yes. all it is. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. My my background's completely real. I'm sitting in Rome right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm sitting in the virtual world in front of word art that says Pair of Kings Podcast. That's awesome. Um, not Two Kings Podcast for the Grailed employee who slid into my DMs asking to do promo. Right, right. Are you serious? Right. Messed up the name of the pod. So I don't know if we'll be moving <laughs> forward with that one. Don't... <laughs> Can't mess up the name of the pod. No. Yeah, yeah, they opened correct. like, oh, I'm such a big fan of the Two Kings podcast. <laughs> the what? 
Too bad it's a pair. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, Reggie, we're so happy you were able to join us on the podcast today. Uh, bright it's and early over there. You're in Japan as we speak. Is right. that correct? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Little jealous. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I mean, well, you know, I'm actually, I was thinking about this uh, the, the other day. A good friend of mine was like, hey, man, do you realize like you actually live in Japan? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's not a big deal. It's like, no, that's a pretty big deal because not that many people live there, <laughs> like live, <laughs> live there. <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, you know, there's Japanese people and then there's like you. And so it really, it's, <laughs> then it kind of took me back. I was like, yeah, you know what? It is kind of, it is kind of cool. So sometimes I gotta, I gotta remind myself that, you know, it is pretty cool, even though it's kind of normal to me now, but yeah, I like it here. I enjoy it. Good to hear. Well, uh, that's like my number one spot I want to head out to after, after we're all good to travel. I got you covered. You come, you come around here. I got you covered. Don't worry about it. Love to hear it. Reggie Casual in person. Love to hear it. I will. I will yeah. be there. Yeah. But to start things off in the classic pair of kings podcast fashion, we would love to get a fit check. See what's okay. going on with the outfit today. <laughs> now, this is you, you. You caught me in a bad moment because perfect. Uh, we got them. <laughs> no prep. No cheating well, for the well, fit you check. You know. You know what, what's really funny about me in fashion is that. Well, it's not even me in fashion. It's like most people in fashion, they kind of give off this idea that, you know, they're always dressing nicely, but mm-hmm. really it's only when they go out. Oh, like yeah. they try like, oh, they get on a podcast and they like wear the best thing that they, they, that they can. But when I'm in the studio, it's studio time. Like oh, yeah. Me, right. So like, I don't care if I'm wearing a t-shirt, like this t-shirt right here is something I bought. It's actually pretty rare. Uh, this is a 40% against rights t-shirt uh, from uh, this guy named Tetsunishiyama. Tetsunishiyama also started this brand called Double Taps. Yep. Uh, so he has two brands and one is 40% against rights and the other is Double Taps. And this shirt came out in 2016 in a collaboration with the Parking Ginza, which is now defunct. Uh, it's no longer open. So it's a pretty rare shirt, but I just kept it in the rotation because I was like, you know, black shirt print just go (laughs) right like it's real easy for me uh to put something uh like that together and then of course uh i don't have my 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 jewelry on which i usually do have on i'm I'm pretty well known for having different kinds of necklaces and bracelets and rings so you caught me at like bare bones time it's early it's early you're on podcast mode I got to make sure that my sound is right. All, all kinds of things. Well, happening. you sound great. And, well, thank you. I, I, it, it took a minute. <laughs> it is, uh, it but, is an uh, audio medium. And on Zoom, we can only see like mid chest down. So right below right. there, so you I'm can not, be like, yeah. I'm okay. Like I could completely just have, you know, shorts on and I'm good. Oh, I do uh, have shorts on. Full yep, as do I. I'm, I'm in shorts mode as well. <laughs> right, like, and then, of course, the L.A. hat. I am from Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is actually a pretty, um, you know, most people don't see me with my without my hat. I do have hair, just so people know. Uh, <laughs> Let them know. Huge reveal. Pair of Kings podcast right? exclusive. Right. I just don't like showing my head. That's all. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, this is actually a pretty special hat for me because not only is it an L.A. black 
LA hat, which I never actually owned with the white print, but it's actually part of new eras are, yeah, new eras, new low profile fitted caps. Okay. So this is not a snapback. This is a fitted cap that's low profile, like a like a polo or a dad hat. Yeah, it like yeah. I really like yeah, yeah. It just hugs the top. It's not like the old 50, 5950. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. what it is, where it's just kind of like a block in front of here. It's like yeah. a crown. Some people like that style. I over the course of time just like the low profile look. It's just less invasive. I like it. So that's, that's why amazing. it's a little special. So I didn't there even know they were doing the uh, the fitted version of the of the low profile. Yeah, no. Um, again, it, maybe it's Japan. <laughs> it is a cool thing. So chances are, it's probably only available in Japan. Yeah. No, I think they have it out west. I'm not sure. But when I when I went onto the site, I was surprised because I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Obviously, it's another Japan thing, right? And then they probably will bring it back over there. Who knows? Yeah, when in, we in when we finally get hip over here. <laughs> Solly boy, what have you got on today? Um, I'm I'm rocking the, the well. Okay, so again, I need to to make as many excuses as possible for dressing terribly. So here here mm-hmm. I here as I go. we are fashion personalities. Who yeah right. I like what Reggie said. Like, I, I, I don't dress that well in my day to day. Like, I, I hate to say it, but like, I'm more comfortable in like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, 100%. And then like on my day to day, especially that? during a pandemic, like, I don't want to be, I, like, I have nobody to impress, right? I go into the office, I sit in a corner for eight hours and then I go home, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> who am I seeing and who am I like, you know, preparing myself for? Um, but I am just wearing what I'm comfortable in. I've got a pair of Patagonia baggies. Um, the, the gray ones I've worn them, I think like every day for the past three weeks. So nice. Wow. It's, it's I like a it. problem because it's gotten a lot warmer really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I've also mm. put on about 20 pounds in three months. <laughs> so most of us have, yes. yeah, they're yeah. like one of the only things that are elastic that I have mm. or like semi-flexible. And so I had two pairs, but the other one disappeared. So I've been like one pair of pantsing it or one pair of shortsing it for a few weeks, which is slightly shameful. But um, on top, I have a vintage tee that was my dad's when he was in high school. Um, nice. it's, it's single stitch, um, I think. Yeah, it's his baseball shirt um, from BBN, which is a school in Boston. And I also have a matching varsity jacket that he was going to throw away. Um, so he moved out and there was like a bag of my dad's clothes. And I was like, all right, like might as well go through this and see mm-hmm. if there's something cool in here. And I pulled out, it's, it's like this full corduroy, it's blue corduroy with yellow trim on it. This really cool old varsity jacket. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to let this get thrown away. Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kept yeah, that I that's at home and it goes very well with the shirt. So I'm happy that I kept both of them, but yeah, who knows? I'm with can't, you on that one. Can't complain. Can't get and, rid of can't get rid of varsity no. jackets. No, especially, especially right, right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going crazy. Um uh, and so you got a haircut too. That's I a, did, yeah. I feel like that's part of the fit. Yeah. So for anybody that's listened to the podcast at all, and well, welcome to new listeners. I'm not alienating anybody. We're happy you're the, here. The past like what, John, like 70 episodes I've worn a hat. Yeah. 
And it's so, been steady growth of the same head of hair too. Yeah, I had a bit of a mullet, but you can see it's it's a little bit odd because I I had like hair. I'm down seeing to my a lot shoulders. of neck. Yeah, that I'm, that I'm not particularly mm. used to. <laughs> yeah, I had like like long hair, like flowing hair, and I, I had these long locks. Literally, it was beautiful. I, I like, <laughs> it'd shoot off to the side when you were like in the mornings. It was yeah. awesome. But I woke up the next morning and I went like instinctively to like brush it off of my shoulders. And I was like, I feel naked. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Cause it was so much hair. I have a picture somewhere I can send to, I guess you both like through a DM, but it looked like somebody had killed like a small animal in my kitchen. Oh, and like, that was, that was what was left of my yeah, hair. My hair's never been anywhere close to that long. It was, <laughs> oh. it was powerful. Just go through yeah. a pandemic, John. <laughs> it's super powerful. easy. My hair just, it, if it gets any longer than like this plus a third of what it is right now, it just decides not to cooperate ever. Well, that's why I wore a hat. It didn't cooperate with me. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. It did not cooperate. It was really nice though, because I kept it under a hat and because I like wasn't going out or anything like that or getting like super crazy, I didn't shampoo it a lot because it wasn't getting dirty. And so when I went and got my, my, my mom has somebody who comes to our house just with the pandemic, she's still being safe. Um, but he was cutting my hair and he was like, I feel bad cause you have really good, healthy hair. And I feel like I'm just like chopping it all off. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. Like <laughs> it. It, it can happen again. <laughs> like, just do it before I regret I, this and like tell you not to. I, I can grow it again. <laughs> It'll come oh, back. Yeah. I hope. Right. I hope it does. Uh, my original plan was to cut it like Larry David and dye it white and then just like walk around Ooh, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, wow. Larry David. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Wow. I like so that. just buzz the top. Is that bald stolen valor? I don't know. Cause Larry David is, is balding and he talks a lot on the show about oh, he's bald people bald. being like, well, he has a little bit of on, the, on the top though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a cue ball, but he talks on the show about bald people being like an oppressed like group, which is mm -hmm. the most Larry David thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a powerful look. That's a good Halloween costume to keep in the It uh, is. I'm keeping it in that the, is on a the good, back Yeah, corner. keep that in the back pocket. Most yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. With a with a social Halloween knock on wood coming this year. Yeah. Seriously. Costumes have got to go crazy. I think everybody's oh. gonna go nuts this year when it comes to Halloween. I, Especially if they can go out. Oh it's my gosh. Be great. It will. I I'm wish I was in America at that time. Is Halloween not a thing in Japan? Oh, no, it's huge in Japan. It's okay. just, um, you know, it's, I would say Japan is one of those places where throughout the entire year, everybody is reserved. Okay. And then once Halloween comes around, it gives them a reason to dress up even crazier than they normally do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so imagine, you know, a place where fashion is, you know, fashion in general is taken to another level and mm -hmm. then you're giving them a reason to dress up. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to go over well. Right? No, I mean, it's pretty intense over here when it comes to costumes. I mean, even when it's not Halloween, you'll, you'll mm -hmm. see some see some bizarre things even today i'm 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 always willing to be surprised in japan but halloween and and also you know you think about japan they're very reserved people right like mm -hmm. yeah I, i'm an american so I, I suppose you guys are american right like so mm -hmm. as an american like seeing like we're very we like to kind of wear our our personalities on our sleeve right yes. so you, you kind of know who we are 
like from jump. But with Japanese, you really don't know them until you get them drinking, right? Like you really don't <laughs> know them until you get them like in a situation where they can completely let go. Mm -hmm. uh, and you find out that there's a lot of things that they keep repressed inside uh, and that they don't let go where maybe that's the reason why fashion is so good because it's like the only way that they can kind of speak yeah without speaking right? self-expression so, without saying a word right so i mean americans were like i don't need clothes to tell you what i'm about man just tell you right now i'm just gonna <laughs> scream it at you and if your opinion's different it's wrong it's wrong right well my opinion's based on fact it doesn't matter I don't care about your feelings, actually. I don't care about your feelings or your facts. It's not right. It's like, okay, sounds good. America. That about sums it up. Yeah, to all of our non-American <laughs> listeners. That, that, that's it. You got it. I love it. I love it. You got to learn to love that. Mm -hmm. Take some you know, time. It takes some time, but you learn to love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, John, I don't want to get too far away from it. You want to you wanna round us out with a fit check? Yeah, I'll, I'll finish this up and then we can get right into the questions. Uh, on the feet, we've got the Pod and Stock 2021s, casual footwear for Reggie Casual. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Burks themselves, they are Ooh. they're getting nicely worn in. I got them around mm. Christmas time and they're fully molded to my feet now. Uh, nice black leather Bostons, no sequins. I usually say that. How dare you? <laughs> On the legs, we have a classic pair of Patagonia baggies as well. Mine are purple, five-inch inseam, of course. Shout out to our mm. friends over at Throwing Fits for making that the, the golden standard for, for short <laughs> length. Um, and then my T-shirt, I don't know if I've worn it on the podcast before. It's from Advisory Board Crystals. It was their charity T-shirt for uh, Black Lives Matter fundraisers during the summer. Mm. And it has a picture of the United States uh, it's in glitter, but every state is separated from one another. And it says, uh, such a pretty planet, such an ugly world, which I thought Ooh. was a very, very profound statement. Um, and the, uh, the proceeds from the t-shirt went to some great causes. So that, that awesome. is what I've got on there. And then my jewelry, which I wear, which is necklace and a bracelet that my mom made. Awesome. And that sums up the fit for me. No, no haircut for me. Can't be no as, uh, don't want to dethrone Saul. <laughs> but fit check all set we're gonna get right into the questions Let's journalistic go. only way to do it integrity through the roof pulitzer prize tier just uh. knock out <laughs> top to bottom Close. we try <laughs> starting things off reggie how are you and what has quarantine I'm, been like for you i'm good i i'm fine uh I, I tell you what, here in Japan, it's it's a mixed bag. Uh, yeah. There is, when it comes to the quarantine, um, we're actually in a state of emergency. We call it Kinkyu Jidai Sengen. And it's, it's basically state of emergency in Japan. And it's weird because, you know, if I were to, you know, contrast that to America, like hundreds of thousands of people have contracted coronavirus and, mm -hmm hundreds of thousand people that died from coronavirus and which is unfortunate whereas in japan not that many people have i mean in fact uh the economy really didn't stop right like it was, it was a pretty slow 
like yes. you, you guys were pretty good just because the, as I understand it, the culture is so like sterile for lack of a better word. Right. Yes. I mean, there are things that were put in place mm-hmm. that kind of mitigate the severity of, you know, contraction. Mm-hmm. So one, um, this is a mass wearing culture. So mm-hmm. for anybody who's out there that, you know, doesn't think that the masks work, look at Japan, they didn't close anything, basically. And they had, you know, relatively low uh, numbers as far as contraction is concerned. I will say this, though, it's not all, you know, gumdrops and rainbows uh, over here in Japan, because Japanese, the Japanese government and Japanese people are very skeptical about new um, medicine. And so like the vaccine is not quite popular over here yet. Okay. Uh, not a lot of people want to take it. Um, a lot of Japanese people are like, well, we can kind of not, we can, we don't have to take it because look at the numbers. Not that many people are getting it. As soon as we take care of those individuals, we won't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, even the prime minister of Japan didn't take the vaccine until he had to meet Joe Biden, <laughs> right? Until America was like, hey, you got to take it. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> so uh, it's been weird. Um, there's some things that could be done better mm-hmm. uh, as with every place, but um, it's been a weird ride for me because uh, I, I haven't been inside for this amount of time in a long time. Like yeah, I've mm-hmm. been inside primarily and uh, a lot of things have changed in Japan since, uh, since then. So yeah. since the time when the pandemic first started and now. I was going to say, because a lot of your earlier, or maybe not earlier, but some of the videos that I remember seeing were like, let's go check out this store in Japan or this right. store in Shibuya, right? right? And like, mm-hmm. obviously, if there's a pandemic, especially right now, you can't really do those things. So yeah. have you found that it's affected the content that you want to make? Because you're, you're still putting out content. It's not like you're, you're starved for that, but- mm like has it affected kind of the things that you do end up creating? Uh, absolutely. Um, we, went, you know, the, there was some good and bad in it. Uh, the bad was is that I had to stay in the studio and come up with these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we normally do with, you know, my content manager and uh, my creative director. We, we always, you know, hash things out and, and talk about like, what can we do here? Or what, you know, what are some better things? And and really, the good thing was is that we were able to figure out a way to come out with something consistently, which is mm-hmm. what has been plaguing the channel for a long time. Uh, so that was good. It was just like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? How are we going to separate these things? And how are we going to go forward moving? You know, how are we going to move forward? The bad thing was is that a lot of the things that I wanted to do pre-pandemic got shelved once the pandemic happened. Uh, For instance, we did want to go back to doing outside videos, right? Mm -hmm. Where I was showing you a place or showing you the changes or showing an individual like an art gallery or, you know, some foods that were awesome in Japan and relate that to, you know, fashion and whatnot. Uh, And then that all got shut down. (laughs) I was like, okay, um, I got this GoPro for nothing, (laughs) right? So... (laughs) uh, (laughs) So it really was, uh, it was a little bit of give and take uh, where I was just like, all right, well, let's go ahead and plan stuff. And Mm -hmm. once things start, you know, becoming a little bit more relaxed, uh, you know, we'll start doing that again. The great, the best thing about it is that 
I really haven't done anything outside for a very long time, <laughs> which means <laughs> that there's a lot of new stuff. Actually, I just went out, um, I think last week, and there was a pop-up between StockX and FR2, which is a pretty, it's a growing brand out in Japan. And oh, FR2, cool. actually not even growing, it's probably one of the bigger street brands, but it was one of the first activations for StockX Japan and a Japanese oh, cool. collaboration. And so I got invited to that and we shot the whole thing, which is going to be airing on the channel. So that, that kind of stuff, you, you guys got the exclusive right yeah. there. I didn't even. <laughs> right. First of all, right. hair. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, video dropping uh, soon. Yes. Video dropping outside very soon um, on that very subject of just you know, going out and seeing the new things that are happening in Harajuku and beyond. So we are starting to do more stuff outside as the restrictions lax a little bit. And mm -hmm. plus it's, it's, it's spring, summer, rainy season time in Japan, which means that mm -hmm. everybody's going out. You're seeing a lot of different changes in, in style and fashion and woo, it's great. it's great. What are some of the changes in style and fashion that you see going on right now? Um, you know, I don't see that much changes in, in men's fashion, okay. but I do see a big, big, big turn in women's fashion here in Japan, cool. Okay, uh, especially with the younger generation. Uh, we're talking about anywhere from a, I'd say the Instagram generation, because, you know, Instagram already had its golden years, like its golden age in America, right? Like there was a time when everybody was still using Instagram for their own pictures. And mm -hmm. now Instagram is like full on, like people make blogs on Instagram, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. everything's planned on IG. Right, right. <laughs> um, well, in Japan, they're in that golden age right now okay. where they're still using it as a platform for influence and, you know, self promotion and whatnot. And, you know, but they have all the tools, which is great. However, what that means is that there's a whole slew of Japanese girls who are seeing girls out West and how they present themselves. So they're taking a lot from their Western, uh, their Western cohorts, companions, and starting to dress more like them, which means okay. that uh, you're getting a lot more Japanese women who are showing a lot more skin, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot more Japanese women who are wearing uh, more, I'd say, body conscious clothing, which is mm -hmm. stuff that's a little bit more form fitting. And so you, you're seeing this happen in real time, while at the same time, you still have those, those individuals who are into like just hip hop or mm -hmm. into like punk, and they still do that. But there is a new generation of Japanese uh, Japanese females, at the very least, who are doing something that is quite different than what I uh, experienced before. Plus, that '90s vintage thing has always been in in Japan. Yeah. It's even stronger now that America has picked it up. Yeah, that whole like Y2K trend, because it's it seems weird. Like it seems like Japan or or people who are interested in that like Y2K uh, mm. 2000s trend go to Japan to pick those things up. But it's right. interesting to hear you say that women especially in japan are mimicking the women in the u.s because it oh, seems yeah. like you, you know what i mean like it's almost weirdly cyclical in that the u.s is borrowing from japan which is borrowing from the u.s which is borrowing yeah. from japan and like so on and so forth. never ending yeah cycle. i think i think a lot of people don't really 
understand how the dynamic of Japanese fat, I mean, I could go into this, but I don't want to be long-winded about it, but more just succinctly, what, what happens in Japan is that they basically will take something from America, right? And mm -hmm. usually it's either Southwest America or mm -hmm. uh, East America, right? So this is, this is the great combination of Japanese fashion is that they're closer to the West Coast of America. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the clothes and a lot of the influence actually comes from the West Coast of America. However, mm -hmm. it is a country that has poor seasons, right? So they also have to take the New York track. So there's a lot of New York kind of like vibe here. You mix that with the, with the West Coast stuff and then you mix it with the Japanese uh, methodology and traditional clothing and you have something that's completely different, which mm -hmm. is why Japanese fashion comes off as more smart, not mm -hmm. necessarily better, but more involved and deliberate because they're really taking the Japanese uh, you know, the Japanese methodology of, you know, monozukuri, which is a new term, which basically means making things, which basically means like doing something so much that you're trying to be perfect at it, right? <laughs> right? So uh, everything is intentional. And that's why when you see ladies in Japan mimicking ladies in say the West, it's to the point where it's almost, it's almost too good in yeah. a way. It's almost too perfect. You're like, okay, it's it's almost like a costume sometimes. And you're just like, I'm not sure if you get it, but it looks good, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I like what you're doing there, but wow. So uh, there's that. And also you got to remember, body type is very different from even guys in Japan. Like guys and, and ladies in Japan are different body types than guys and uh, gals in in the west so mm -hmm. those those things can also change you know attitudes with you know what they wear and how they present themselves mm -hmm. for sure yeah it was pretty interesting because i've been to japan twice and it was pretty funny because i went and i i you know like i went to thrift stores and and stores in general and like obviously like i you know i'm six two and i i'm fairly broad um mm -hmm. and going into some stores you know like your instinct is to walk in and just grab, like I wear a medium. I just went and grabbed a medium, right? Or like, that's what I did. And I walked into the changing room and tried it. I was like, I'm like, I must've grabbed a women's size. Like the arms <laughs> are like down to here. Like this couldn't be right. right. And you know, you walk out and you know, whoever's working in the store comes up to you and they're like, oh, like you might need an extra large. And you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but it's just like a weird you know, in terms of body types, it's like completely. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, uh, <clears throat> I mean, if you're 6'2", that, like you're 6'2", like Western 6'2", right? <laughs> because there's some, <laughs> there's some six feet people in Japan, not many, right? There's some people who are taller in Japan, but mm -hmm. they'd probably be able to fit that shirt because mm -hmm. of their body type, right? So, you know, Japanese people are very, you know, like most men are natural, like ectomorphs, right? So, mm -hmm they are just incredibly skinny, right? <laughs> and sometimes I look at them just like, dude, like a dude will be my height and I'm, I'm not 6'2", <laughs> right? I'm 5'8". I'm, uh, I'm so a dude will be literally my height and look taller than me because he's, yeah, he's that's slimmer, yeah, that's right? True. And, and, and so I'll be like, dude, like I could not, like there are things that I cannot pull off because I'm wider than you 
right? Like, I mean, I can't pull it off the way that you're pulling it off. I would love mm-hmm. to wear it that way, but because your shoulders are not as wide as mine, you're a little bit lankier than me, and these things flow on you differently, whether it's like my hips or, you know, my legs, like I'm a, you know, I was a trained runner, so... Mm-hmm my legs are huge. (laughs) So like whenever I put on a pair of pants in Japan, it's like a no-go the first time. I literally have to go like, all right, this is not going to work. Got to get something else. So it's, it's a struggle, but um, I'm lucky that at least my, my size is kind of the same as, you know, most Japanese Mm -hmm. guys, you know? Right. So it'd be a, a party for me as well. I'm six five, so I'd, I'd oh, have a, an interesting time <laughs> trying to find stuff that fit. But no wonder why you guys are a pair of kings. You're looking over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 end game for this podcast is just assembling like a semi pro basketball team. We're vetting <laughs> right, vetting like, our other three right now. <laughs> like, like geez. <laughs> I was gonna play basketball with you guys, but then you told me you're high. Oh no, so like, we nah. starting point guard position's open i'm <laughs> uh, pretty good <laughs> we got trevor gorgie who is either six foot eleven or five foot three depending Jeez. on the day so he's either our, our center or <laughs> our mugsy bogues <laughs> i love it so love it. bouncing back to again the the worst topic that nobody wants to talk about quarantine do you have like favorite quarantine pickups whether that be clothes um have you been reading anything new watching anything new things that you can recommend oh have you been stockpiling outfits like we have? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been a weird time for me as far as quarantine fashion is concerned because mm. uh, before quarantine, I was re- I was in this place where I was trying so hard to kind of make this definitive style that was completely me that mixed all of the things that I loved and and it got really complicated. Right. And to be honest with you, there was a time where I was looking at clothes like from my, you know, my contemporaries uh, Mm -hmm. in the same field. And I would see kind of like the exposure that they would get based off of their style. And I knew what to do in order to get more exposure. Like I knew that some of these individuals were wearing things that were I'm not saying it was bad, but it was kind of bombastic, like more and more people kind of like gravitate towards it because they could see how they could see how unique it was, mm-hmm. right? Like they could see the uniqueness. Where somebody like me, who's into, you know, undercover Yoji Yamamoto, Conde Garcon, mm-hmm. it's harder to see the creativity in that. It, it takes a little bit more for an ind- individual to kind of appreciate that. So, oh, for sure. I was going yeah. through. I was going through a moment of like maybe I should, you know, switch it up a little bit and and do something that's a little bit more bombastic. And I looked at my closet and I was like, I can't because I would be abandoning everything that I've kind of accomplished over these last few years Mm -hmm. and trying to put this style together. And then I I said to myself, was like, but what I could do is I could go back to the root of what my inspirations were. And that was, you know, Yoji Yamamoto and a little bit of, you know, grunge, Jerry Lorenzo in that area, but not so much. I'm not like, full on Jerry boy, but I liked, <laughs> I liked some of the, the, you know, the fabrics, the techniques and you say know, the what you will, the Jerry yeah. stuff. So yeah. comfortable, like it insanely is. comfortable. 
It yeah. is. It is. It is. I mean, I've had I've had some essential stuff, and it feels amazing. And yeah. you know, that's just for anybody who who's second guessing it. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, but I like the silhouette. I like yeah. the I like the wider drape layered silhouette. I like that. That's that's my that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of I kind of was just like, all right, let's go fully back into that. You know, mixing a little bit in mixing a little bit of the the Japanese inspiration, but being a little bit more creative in these simple layers. That I call them simple layers, but for most people, it's like, how did you come up with that idea? For me, it's finding perfect pieces, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about brands. It's not about when somebody asks me like, "What my favorite brand?" I always answer like, I, "I I don't have one. I just search for pieces, right? I have a particular style that I'm going for. Certain brands supply that, and certain brands don't. But I'm the dude that will literally be looking online for a particular length of a shirt that makes sure that the sleeves aren't bunching up, right? Yeah. Like I'm that guy. And it may be some brand that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. So that being said, as far as quarantine is concerned, I don't, I think I have a stockpile of new approaches okay. rather than mm-hmm. new styles. Uh, one thing that I did do is uh, I stopped buying every popular sneaker that I liked, okay. right? So, <laughs> right? So one one thing that people don't know about me, I don't like dunks. So I don't have one pair of dunks in my life, even though Nike tried to push dunks on everybody. So you're I'm, also I'm, in like the retro dunk capital of the world. Yeah, that's yeah, you right. You can find all that's the right. good stuff from that's late right. 80s, and 90s. I don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them. Right. So <laughs> I don't. I'm, it's not that I think it's a bad shoe. It's just that I think it it's right up my alley and saying something like, "Dude, like seriously, like oh, dunks are popular now." great right <laughs> right like great now i can really be you know the contrarian because i don't really <laughs> like dunks at all <laughs> it's right? a breath because of fresh normal, air though to hear someone know, normal, say yeah. the other way i mean i've been into dunks since like oh seven i was 10 years old when i got into yeah no i i know sbs like, and stuff and people love dunks and i'm not i'm not crapping on them i actually think i'm i'm always that dude that says yo whatever it is that you like whatever it is that you want to wear, wear it well. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. just wear it well. Like, I can look at a dude wearing something or a lady wearing something that I wouldn't wear. And if they put it together well, I'll appreciate it. I'll oh, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm dope, man. I'm not... What you want but me to say? It's <laughs> nice to hear someone not being the dunks. It's a breath of fresh air. I mean, as a dunk oh, yeah, fan, man. it's good to hear, like, someone's not yeah. about it. <laughs> somebody's not gonna buy a dunk thank you <laughs> right no i'm i uh so i i basically just was like you know i'm just gonna stop buying every single sneaker on the planet that i think that i love and i'm really a contrarian when it comes to sneakers mm-hmm. but when i am it is like i have the sakai uh, ld waffle right and then Pretty i sure. have yeah um you know i have the fear of god um fear of god ones the ones that nike the very original ones. I do have the undercover oh. uh, React Element 87s, right? But, sense. you know, I'll be the guy that buys the hike see you laters, right? Which is yep. uh, like, you know, people have seen that shoe. They, they, they've seen my stuff. They've seen that one. Or I'll be the dude that buys the, you know, the over the overreact, the undercover overreact, which I love. Great shoe. Like I put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put it on the other day. I was like, oh my God. Very underrated. And they, 
and they go exactly with my style like they 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 fit my style and so one of the things that that happens to me often is when whenever somebody who didn't buy that shoe and then I wear it and we're like oh man now it looks better and then I always tell people it's like don't knock the shoe until you put it on in an outfit yeah right don't knock the shoe until you see somebody wear it because for example like the fear of god mocks I have two pair of fear of god mocks the grays and the blacks and both times I wore them people were like yo man that's an underrated shoe and I'm just like I bought these for 80 bucks at a at a used store I just saw them sitting on the shelf they're they're like, like stadium goods 90 dollars because i was like i haven't heard that name like the fear of god moccasins in so long mm-hmm. right like right. they came out and i was like oh i remember that mm-hmm. and then i was like i wonder what those are going for because they retailed for quite a bit right yeah yeah they retail for i think 150 160 okay they weren't the most expensive but they were for what they were yeah, yeah, the brand association I mean, and everything. There's... You know, like, I, I just think that we owe it to ourselves as people who are interested in fashion to explore different avenues. And for, for sure. me, I saw that as a shoe that could fit my style rather yeah. than picking up a shoe that I thought was popular. And so I've kind of, I've completely kind of, you know, went away from that and, mm-hmm. and went towards more, uh, you know, just putting together stuff and see what happens. There is something to finding like the quote unquote, like perfect thing for you. Like mm-hmm. I've talked about this on the podcast and I'm sure you probably know the name, but Momotaro jeans makes mm. these pair of canvas sneakers and they re-release them every like two or three years. And I bought them on a whim cause they were on clearance and in my size, um, like senior year of high school or maybe freshman year of college. Cause I was like, I want a wow. pair that look like Vans bought them they were my favorite pair of shoes ever and they restocked and I got mm-hmm. four pairs and I'm like, that, that's it. Like <laughs> that's I, I it. got them. That's it. Yep. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something really nice to finding something that like you love, but it's like very authentically you. And mm-hmm. it's really right. Nice. And, and that's where I, that's where I hope fashion is headed. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. where I hope where we're, you know, we're going because we're at a point where everybody it's clear, especially with the advent of social media, Instagram or whatnot, everybody, there's a contingent of people who want to dress like each other, mm-hmm. right? Like the Explore my boy San, yeah. right? My, my boy Sangiv, like, I love this dude, right? And he has a very distinct style. Mm-hmm. But once he came out with his label and I saw people wearing his stuff, there was literally a slew of people that were wearing these same kind of outfits. Yeah. Well, you get the set, right? Like you get the, the crop sweater and the pants that he made and then you put those on and then what's the popular shoe right now? It's a dunk, right? Like, right. Or you bang, wear like there's a your boot with it. Yeah. Or you yeah. wear a boot or you get those Bottega Benettas and then you're like, oh, fuck, those are, yeah. the star fruits, <laughs> right? You, you get those. And then I know, like, like I said, like, I know that's the curse of knowing a lot about fashion. Like I mm-hmm. know what people are doing and I know what people are wearing mm-hmm. and I know how this is all manifesting itself. And for me, it's sad to see in a sense because here I am, uh, I wouldn't say like, here I am, create my own style. It's like, here I am <laughs> doing everything possible to formulate something that is completely myself, mm-hmm. right? And not trying to be like everybody else or not trying to be popular, but trying to really 
expose fashion as something that it's not about trends. It's about how you can put together something that's completely you because you mm -hmm. don't want to be NPC guy one, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, like, like that's what I call most people. Like, it's like, oh, NPC one, NPC yep. two. Flavor like, of the week. Like, right. Like, yeah. you know, generic cereal guy right like, I, so do, I do have to say could you imagine how great skyrim would be if like dudes were walking around in like tonal ones and dunks hard hard double knees it would actual be. npcs it would be <laughs> actual npc but i call them that because it, it's just like that it's like you're not you're you're actively saying it's too difficult for me to think about what i would want to do for sure that's true yeah i want others to kind of push me in the direction where I know what to do. I know what looks good. I do right? feel like a part of that is being young though. Cause when I was in high school, like when I was like, what's, how can I look cool right at school? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you go onto Instagram or you go into, you know, whatever is popular at the time, like Kanye to the, like literally whatever you could. <laughs> and you just saw right. like, what's on the front page, like what's getting upvotes, what's getting likes, what are people wearing? Um, yeah. The stuff on YouTube even is like, what's getting the most views? Oh, it's like unboxing like Supreme stuff. So that's what you gravitate to. Right. And like, I feel like it wasn't until I, I had the opportunity and I was really lucky to like go to Japan and like go into a thrift store. And I was like, right. whoa, what is like Comme des Garcons? Like, that's really cool. What is this? Mm -hmm. And like interacting mm -hmm. with those things, like, you know, I didn't really have that exposure before that and it was really i mean and that's that's exactly what i mean what you're talking about you might be asking me that question later is yep. exactly why we started the channel mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> right it, it was it was it was for that reason like i saw that people weren't being introduced to the world of fashion and mm -hmm. only the you know this kind of like bubble of fashion that they were around so they didn't even consider labels like come de garçon let alone something that's even yep. more ridiculous like Miharu Yasuhiro or Doublet or something of that nature, right? So I wanted to give people insight and to say, hey, you can discover a lot more, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's hard to showcase that when you have no context. So yeah. that's why we started with something like, okay, here's Bape. Now here's some other brands that are like that. Mm -hmm. And let's go deeper into this, uh, this rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, like even Bape has some pretty, I wouldn't say like quote unquote out there stuff, but stuff that like my favorite. My most recent Bape pick pickups pretty out there. The mules. I got a pair of Bapesta mules. Those are sick. Ooh. No, yeah. Ooh. no heel on them. They're really wild. Yeah. But my favorite tea ever from Bape is the being John Malkovich. I think it's from like 1998. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah, picture yeah, yeah. of John Malkovich. And like, yeah. I want it so bad, but if you saw it, you wouldn't think Bape. You'd just be like, why does this guy have a shirt from being John Malkovich? I just think it's hysterical. Right. Mm -hmm. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's, there's discovery that I think the only thing that's missing right now uh, is because I think what's happening with fashion, the trajectory is good, where mm -hmm. more and more people are exploring, more and more people are trying different things, especially on the male side of fashion. Mm -hmm. Males are being a lot more uh, discerning about the pieces that they pick. Mm -hmm. They're seeing different styles. You know, the whole androgyny thing is not scary anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, let's, let's try some different things because, you know, we can have, we can have just as much nuance as ladies fashion. And you mm -hmm. see designers who are, who are answering the call, 
you know, oh, most Craig Green, you know, you have Kim Jones, you have these individuals, uh, Luke, Luke Meyer and what's my man's name? Uh, the guy, Cold Wall, Samuel, Samuel Ross, Ross. Mm-hmm. Samuel Ross, <laughs> right? Uh, you have individuals like that who are really pushing the boundaries of what men's style is mm-hmm. and what it can be and what it can change into. And so I think that's great. I think that that's the great part. The part that I have an issue that I take issue with is the discovery. Uh, mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with the media that is presenting fashion right now. Oh, so, it's really gatekeeping. Yes. It Even is from big publications. Exactly. Like you have companies like, I, I don't like, and I'm cool with the guys that own some of these companies. Like I know them like, like hypebeast like i love kevin right like kevin is a guy that i can hit up and be like yo man what's up right but even when it comes to like hypebeast i'm like all right so they're only presenting this type of thing so they're basically Mm -hmm. in control of the trajectory of your style or what you're exposed to Mm -hmm. right so they have control over it and then when you go and even worse is something like i hate to say it but even worse is like complex Right, where complex will just say, this is what's popular. This is what we're gonna talk about. This is what's gonna get the clicks. And I get it, they are a media company, but For sure. it you left all of the other stuff on the table, all of the other stuff on the table that could have been you really pushing the conversation forward in fashion. Mm-hmm. You left it to independent content creators to create the content that you are not creating. And now they are hungry for it because you keep on talking about the same thing. (laughs) And so like, they're just like, okay, I get it. Supreme came out with another collection. Great. Can you tell me something else, right? (laughs) And why does a channel like the casual that talks a lot about Japanese fashion get more popular? Because of that fact, people wanna know more stuff. You know, you got Fashion Archive. You have individuals like that who are creating their own content, who are doing the job that a lot of these media companies should have been doing mm-hmm. in the first place. And yeah. like, I find that ridiculous. Without a doubt. You see them abandoning stuff too. I remember High Snobiety had, my favorite High Snobiety column was design. They had mm. style, sneakers, like music and design. And they they dropped the design column. It was like furniture and more inspiration from designers rather than like what's the flavor of the week sneaker like that's how i found out about kiko kostadinov was through the mm. design column in in high snobiety back in like 2017 and now it's they just i guess it wasn't getting enough clicks because they just dropped it completely it's gone i mean when you're when you're putting energy into something like that and you're not getting the clicks mm-hmm. it, it it's not and here's the thing i don't want to blame them for this completely right? Like, because it's not really their fault. It's really the state of just, you know, influence. Oh, without right? a doubt. So, yeah. you know, like, it's it's really that state. It's like, people are going to gravitate towards whatever's popular, who's where, who's the who of wearing things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and what's funny is like, a lot of these individuals who are like, say, famous, like ASAP Rocky, you wear something, and then years later, he's like, I can't believe I wore that. <laughs> right like he's like i can't believe like people thought that that what i was wearing at that point was like any good right like that was crazy but even he's going through that journey and 
while he's saying it and he says something like that, it makes it seem like, yeah, if you were into that at that time, you were just as silly as ASAP Rocky, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so now individuals get mad at ASAP Rocky for saying something like, yo, man, that outfit that I wore at that time was garbage. And maybe you attached yourself to that style. And now you're like, man, that's why I hate when these, when, you know, these, these, these famous people, these celebrities, man, they be getting all bougie and everything. And now they, they think they're better than everybody. It's like, no, dude, like evolution, right? Yep. You realize yeah. like, this is not what I was trying to do. Now I got something that I want to do. And now you see him less often in like the media space showing off his outfits. And when mm -hmm. you do, it's very, 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 it's way more subdued than it used to be. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Way more subdued. It's, it's almost night and day what you see from ASAP Rocky now than what you saw from him like just a few years ago. It's yeah. kind of weird though. His whole HBA phase that people, like if you remember back, he got into it in what, like 2014? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? that sounds Around about right. there? Yeah. Right. People like shat on it from like 2017, even up until like today. It was like, oh, a meme, right? Like he's wearing the drop crotch, you know, HBA stuff. You know, he even says in one of his songs, like HBA shit is weak. Y'all can keep that. And then today people are like, oh, HBA is sick. And like, I've seen yeah. some pretty cool fits with like Hood by Air. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're coming back too. Yeah. Like, the, the return is imminent of Hood by Air. Yeah, Shane Oliver, uh, Shane Oliver said that, yeah, he's, he's bringing that back. So, I mean, I'm excited. Coming. I'm excited yeah. too. I want to see what he, I mean, because he's a completely different guy now. Mm -hmm. right so like the way that he's gonna approach it yeah, i think we'll, it's gonna we'll, be pretty wonderful hood by air b in 2021 i'm excited to find oh, out it's gonna be great but yeah i think a lot of that stuff it's like you gotta almost pay your respects to what was cool back then because a mm -hmm. lot of the stuff now wouldn't exist without it oh of course yeah i mean like trends today follow trends back then not to a t but like everything builds off of each you need other to break a few eggs to make an omelet that's true. You need to wear <laughs> then, a few drop crotch pants. Yeah. Before you can right? appreciate but, the fits of today. But here's the thing. One of the things that I really love about fashion is that it, I'm not saying that you should abandon things that you liked. Right. Mm -hmm. So say you did like drop crotch stuff. Right. It's uh, drop crop crotch pants. Right. Say you like that. And, you know, you knew they were big at one point, but now they're not. Well, my my whole thing is is like well don't abandon it evolve it like yeah. make it yours right mm -hmm. like find a way to make it yours and then make it a staple rather than making it uh high, you know hyper stylized you're yeah. right like it's not a statement it's a staple for you for example um uh like there was a time where joggers got really popular Right, yep. like joggers got so popular that everybody was wearing them, and it was out of control. I was, <laughs> I was too. I was wearing them. <laughs> yep. Right, so joggers were everywhere, and then there was this, uh, there was this phase where they started making jogger pants, but they had like, I forgot, like it's they had a double stitch on the thigh area. It's kind of like the biker pants. It was oh, like a, yeah. oh yeah, the, on the outside, yep. the ribbed. Uh, and when yeah. I saw that, when I saw that, that was around the time that I started working officially in fashion, uh, as far at a you know a professional capacity. 
um, for companies. And I was like, and somebody had asked me, what do you think about these? And I was like, this is the most terrible trend I, I think. <laughs> and ever he spoke existed. the truth. Right. And, I, and he was like, and this dude, he was just like, why do you think that? Like, we were thinking about making a pair. And I was like, you make these, then, I mean, you're basically H&M, right? <laughs> right. Like, you're basically what you're doing is you're saying that this particular thing influences my brand so much that it needs to be a staple for us. And you mm -hmm. have to approach fashion in that way, especially if you're starting a brand. You know, you don't want to do things that are in trend at the moment. You want to do things that will kind of supersede the trends. And the way that you have to look at this is just look at, even if you're not into fashion at all, and you're just, are not even into like luxury designer fashion, look at Supreme. Yeah. Look at Supreme from like 2006 and Supreme from 2020. From that period, you can wear anything from Supreme. Oh, yeah. Anything. And it's not off trend and it's not beyond you. In fact, it's probably a lot cooler if you're wearing something from 2006 than you are wearing something now. Like, so that's the whole thing is like Supreme isn't going out of its way to create stuff that everybody else is making. They're yeah. making their own way. And a lot of brands tend to try to follow what's popular. There was a time when I remember when baseball uh, jerseys were coming back. Every I had a Supreme brand, baseball jersey. Yep. Every single brand. But I kid you not, that Supreme baseball jersey was the best one. That oh, yeah. one is not on. That's the best one because that one's off the trend. Like it was completely them and everybody else was just piggybacking off of it. Right. So you knew you knew something was up, but you also knew like, yo, this is the one that's going to last because you knew everybody was copying. And that's the thing that I said about those pants. It's just like, yeah, but can you make these yours? Can you make them yours? You can't. It's, it's literally, it's like one of those pieces where they're so stylized and they're so vividly like done. You're like, man, no, nobody's gonna be able to make these theirs. But <laughs> you could probably take that silhouette, that same silhouette and mm -hmm. make it yours. The jogger mm -hmm. silhouette, make it yours you know like make that kind of style like yo i like this kind of silhouette i like this kind of like slim like this wide to slim silhouette i'm gonna keep that find pants that are in that uh in that area and then you know build my closet off of that mm -hmm. build part of some of my pieces off of that because if you look at my closet i got i got mostly black pants but they're mm -hmm. all different silhouettes some of them are different silhouettes of the same material right so those things give me options. When I wear something, I know I compare this with this, with this, with this, with this. And then it's easy to go in my closet instead of me trying to figure out, yo, this fit gonna be hot today. Every time I pick out a fit, I'm just like, I know it looks good. Let's go. Yeah. Right, let's see what I can do with it. I so think that's, that's me. <laughs> also a pretty good point, but it's also interesting to see today, like you brought up Sanjeev, like a lot of people are creating brands and they do want to be on trend, but they are making it theirs. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a cool place because the barrier to entry of creating a brand has been lowered so significantly. That, I think like, oh, lowest it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. Lowest it's ever been. Lowest it's ever been, man. And you're, and you're and good right. stuff, not just like 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 screen printing T-shirts. Don't like I'm not poo pooing it, but like like making jackets, like I'm making a tech it. pack. 
<laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, but like making tech packs, like getting into conversations with with a company or not a company, excuse me, a factory. Manufacturer, yeah. And just being it's like, listen, doable. like I've I've made this drawing, like let's bring it to reality. Like me with no design experience, no background in design or anything found who produced like the the sweaters for stefan cook and i was like hey like you know what would it take for me to produce like a, a run of sweaters with you guys and it's it's the barrier to entry is much lower than you think mm-hmm. and they're much they're lower really nice it's, it's, people. it's much lower yeah. yeah no now they have to be well they have to be now I mean, there was a past where manufacturers hated people who didn't know what they were talking about, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason for that was, is because a lot of people were going into fashion without experience and without influence. Now we're starting to get into an era where a person like, who's not even into fashion, but not even, you know, a designer, but has influence is able to go to a manufacturer and say, hey, but I got X amount of people behind this already Mm -hmm. so i got something you know and then so they have to treat everybody with a sense of you know respect and now Mm -hmm. it's gotten a lot nicer a lot more manufacturers are being more lenient and working with a lot of more a lot more smaller brands i do agree that the barrier of entry is much smaller but i also think because the barrier of entry is i I should say easier uh it's easier to get into fashion or at least start a brand the reason, the bad thing about that is that far too many people think that they're experienced enough to start a brand and they yep. don't know what it's going to take to become successful. On the channel, we have a series for business, right? So we mm-hmm. teach business, that, like it's part of the casual. And one of the one things that I tell individuals all the time is that if you don't, you know, you can't invite people to the house if you haven't built the house yet. Yeah. Right. So, and basically it's like, you know, there's a reason why Sangi, like he started a, a, a YouTube channel going into, you know, Instagram and then started his brand. There was no way he could have started it just from jump and been like, got a brand, see who likes it. He yeah. had to build a community first. And yeah. he knew that. The same thing with my boy Kenny Jima, the same thing with, uh, with my boy Kizi. These individuals had to build a following first in order for them to be seen as serious. And I'd say the only, I'd say the worst part about it is, is that these individuals like Sung, like Ken, like Kesey, who are doing amazing work, by the way, are still shunned by the overall fashion industry, the gatekeeping fashion industry, because they are entering into fashion in a non-traditional way. They're skirting them. They're going around them. They're saying, I don't care about you guys who are trying to say, I have to be on the runway or I have to be known by X, mm-hmm. uh, X critic or whatever. I have my group and my group is gonna support me. And that group is all I need. And they understand that. Mm-hmm. Where you have individuals who have been, you know, just mired into the fashion ambiance into the glory of the fashion industry who are just like yeah but you know it's just not as creative and it's like no it's just not for you and and so now you're you're putting yourself in a position where you're being snobbish about it you're gatekeeping i can't co-sign that and i support these guys fully who start brands uh this way absolutely yeah oh ring light just fell 
Nice. <laughs> Love the ring light. <laughs> oh, I look like a ghoul without it. The lighting in my apartment is not good. <laughs> so relaying kind of, I mean, we've been talking a lot of, a lot of brand talk. What are some low key Japanese brands that you're a fan of that maybe we don't Ooh. know about here in the States? Um, don't know enough about. Name. I, there's a brand called name, <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Uh, there's a brand called Name that is is just they do amazing work. Very uh, minimal streamlined, but like great silhouette. Uh, there's another label that I particularly like. Um, you may or may not know is Kazuyuki Kumagai. Not Kazuyuki Kumagai. Uh, if um, if you ever heard of Attachment, it's the same designer. Oh, okay. Uh, so the same designer that does attachment is that's his name Kazuyuki Kumagai. It's his namesake brand. Got it. Um, recently, I've been getting back into Fumito Ganbyu, uh, one of the you know guys who used to work at Comme des Garcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another label, Facetasm. I'll always be a fan of Facetasm. Mm-hmm. That's just Hiromichi Ochiya is like one of my inspirations for fashion. Period. Um, there's another label that I think, uh, a lot of people will like, especially if they like Japanese fashion and just Japanese traditional silhouettes, Ane, A-N-E-I, A-N-E-I, Ane is just, it's fantastic. A lot of drapey silhouettes and, you know, Japanese influence, but with a modern twist that I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll give you one more, uh, Wow. You know, when people put me on the spot like this and I'm thinking about brands, it's like <laughs> 5,000 go in my head. Um, I'll give you, let's see here. Maru, Maruyama Masahiko, Masahiko, Mari, Masahiko Maruyama, one of those two. Nude, it's really good. It's a really good label if you like kind of a Yoji, um, the trajectory of Yoji and Comme des Garcons. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Uh, so just nude. MM or nude Masahiko Maruyama, I think you'd like it if you like that kind of style. Cool. All right. So those are brands that I, I I tend to look at and see what they're uh, they're what they're dropping. I've got some googling to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are really cool. You'll like those. You know, I'll tell you what the the best place that you can go uh, to learn about like ninety percent of the labels that I follow is probably a, a website called Loom Osaka. Okay. okay. Loom Osaka and Fascinate Japan. Um, you, you, I mean, you'll, you'll kind of get a sense of, okay, yeah, that's exactly where this guy is, right? So Loom Osaka and Fascinate JP. Would be I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah. We've got some, we've got some Googling to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to like those. You're going to be like, huh. Yeah. The paycheck. That's when you're going to know, week. you're going to know way more than everybody else once you go to those <laughs> sites. <laughs> you're like, yo, man, you got, I don't know about this. All right. So pretty cool so for you personally were these things that you found organically did they ever like have you ever been reached out to by one of these brands and and found them that way did you find them through these websites that you're talking about like what were the the avenues for you learning about this sort of thing i mean that is an interesting question because one i i do speak and read japanese so it's a lot easier for me to like read up on something and then catch wind of it 
and just be like, oh, what is that? Let me check it out, yeah. right? So that's kind of an advantage I have. Like I'll see something, like I'll go to like Fashion Press, uh, Fashion Press, which is Japanese website, Fashion Press or Fashion Snap, and I'll see what people are wearing. And I'll be like, okay, what is that? Or I'll follow, okay, when you're on Instagram, I follow like site Yoji Yamamoto or Ground Y Yoji Yamamoto or Comme des Garçons or Undercover. And it gives mm -hmm. you all these suggestions of other labels. Oh, and then okay. once I see those suggestions, I'm like, ooh, what is that? And I just check it out. And then I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> then I go, then I go research it. And then I say, oh, okay, this is where I can get it. This is where I can purchase it. Yada, 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 what have you. And there you have it. There's another way though. Um, earlier, I was telling you guys about how I'm super serious about getting just pieces. Pieces are more important than brands to me. Yeah. Right. So, and it's something that's very common in Japanese search practice, right? Searching for clothes practice. So there's a website that, you know, most people who are trying to shop in Japan become very familiar with very quickly. And that is Zozo Town, uh, yep. Zozo.jp. So you, you learn about this website, very Zozo.jp. It's legit, right? It's basically Japan's largest online fashion mall, right? So they, it's the biggest. In fact, one of the guy who who used to own most of it is one of the youngest rich people in Japan. He's one, like, he's pretty rich. <laughs> he's a billionaire, but he started it off and he was just a musician and he just he made this. But one of the great things about Zozo Town is it reflects Japanese attitudes towards discovery. So I can search things from the length of the, like say if I wanted to search a pen, right? I can search it from the length, the width, the material, and the pattern, right? So being a, and the, the inseam and the uh, outseam, like That's we're talking so about nice. that, like you can search things based on that criteria. So you can and search by fit rather than I'd so like- I'd so much rather search by fit than by brand. Exactly. Yes. That's right. awesome. So you're, so you're searching by, you can even set the price too. So I want this length, this width at this, at, you know, at this material, at this price or this price range. So you can get something super cheap or you can get the best quality stuff. And that's how I got introduced to a ton of brands because mm -hmm. all I would do is I would be like, all right, I'm looking for this pair of things. And I knew consistently more expensive brands, anything that was like a hundred or more was going to have what I was exactly looking for, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I got introduced to a brand called like Ego Trippin that had a pair of, I was looking for a long pair of shorts, like almost like drop crotch shorts, but I wanted them in black, but in linen. Okay. Which is the hardest thing to That's a tall order. Find. Yeah. yeah. That's a tall, tall order. And I was looking for something very specific. I wanted the long drawstrings and everything, right? And one brand had it and it was on Zozo Town and that was Ego Trip. And I was going to say, Zozo Town is like the smart man's Yahoo Japan auctions. Yes. Because everybody knows about Yahoo Japan, and that's kind of been like corrupted by right. like, you know, but like those who are really in the know going like Zozo Town or even um, like Mercari, like yeah, it's yeah, harder yeah. to find specific specific things, but like you can find some really good stuff there. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, those are that, that, and that's why I say like that search is 
like everybody knows about Yahoo Auctions and they buy from yeah. Yahoo Auctions. And even I have gotten some stuff up at Yahoo Auctions before. Oh, of course, yeah. But then I was just like, I know where all this stuff is. And like the difference is that I can actually go to the store, right? That's the only difference. Like I can go to, I can go to Second Street or I can go to Brand Collect mm-hmm. and I can pick something up from the store and I can see what the fit is like and I can see what it feels like on me rather than just waiting a few weeks and being like, I finally got this piece. Let me start wearing it. Um, but Zozo Town has helped me so much with uh, just searching by my parameters. And so having that has introduced me to so many different brands, styles, and, and just concepts. And so as a person who, if you love fashion, you're going to have to beat it. And this is, this is what's missing out West. Like you're gonna have to beat that into some of these uh, in some of these retailers' heads. Like, yo, please let me search by fit, by material, yeah. by pattern, by I love uh, that. because it it that is the discovery that's needed. Because mm-hmm. when somebody asks me something like, "Yo, ID on that shirt," and I'm like, "It's monkey time, right? <laughs> right? It's a monkey time shirt, right?" And they're like, "Monkey time? What's that?" And I'm like, "I'm always on monkey you. time." Right. Yeah. Monkey time is just amazing. But it's like I'm telling you, brands like most of my closet, like 90, I'd say almost now, 95, maybe 98 percent of my closet is Jap or Japanese brands. That's cool. Right. So but not because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, Mr. Japan, because (laughs) I live here. That's one. And two, I'm searching by my particular criteria, which Mm -hmm. is by fit by material and i'm looking for something incredibly specific so imagine how much how much more discovery we would have and how much more it would be how much easier it would be for new brands to make a name for themselves by offering something that's at a particular that's missing from the market you know how hard it is to find like long wide tanks made with waffle knit in america yeah. It's virtually impossible. But in Japan, I can go right now and find one in less than 10 minutes, less than five, probably. In fact, I know the brand that sells them. Just go to number nine <laughs> and you'll get some long waffle knit tanks. Right. And so I think that that's that that's what, you know, just to make that long story about what brands, how did I come to know about these brands? A lot of it had to do with Zozo Town. A lot of it had to do with just me searching for stuff for myself. Um, and a lot of the time when people don't know, like a lot of the stuff that I buy is stuff that I'm inspired and would want to like make. So yep. I'll buy stuff that I'm like, okay, I like this. What, what would I change on this? How would I make this better? Yeah, so. that's awesome. I think a very underrated aspect and maybe one that doesn't get talked about enough in the research part of finding your personal style is patience. Cause a lot of people yeah. Oh, yeah. just yeah. want it and they want it now. I mean, that's the, the social media generation we're trained to, to think like that, but you gotta wait. I mean, mm-hmm. if the, if the, if you haven't found it yet, it's probably out there and you just mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta keep looking. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've spent hours sometimes I've gotten in trouble a few times. <laughs> Uh, where I've just spent hours and hours searching for this one particular thing. And, oh, yeah. uh, and you know, 
sometimes days. But when I eventually find it, I'm happy. Because yeah. <laughs> so, you want exactly and I know what it's you're for looking me. for. Rather right. Than and I know it's for me. Almost. Almost what you want. Right. Um, yeah, that is, that's a huge part of it for all of our listeners at home. Like, just be patient with it and you'll, you'll eventually come up on what you're looking for. Oh yeah, absolutely. People are making stuff. And if you can't find it, draw it out and make it. Yeah. Like, that's what I always tell people. Like, if you can't find it, draw it out, make it. Right. So if you don't, if you can't sew, if you can't be, you know, you could easily find somebody who can. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can't do it, if you, somebody you're like, yo, I would like this shirt, but I don't like how long the sleeves are. And I don't like how wide it is. I need it to be a little bit slimmer. Be more discerning with what you, with what you buy, you know? Mm-hmm. And just be like, like, don't stop at, it's not available, so I can't get it. Make it. Make it. And then maybe, maybe you have something, because I can almost guarantee you, if you thought about changing something, somebody else thought about that same change mm-hmm. and you can end up probably selling it too. We've had some cool guests on the, the one in that methodology that immediately pops to mind is our friend, Anthony. Uh, I think his ad is at Lasher Felix, but almost all of the stuff that he makes came out of him being like, actually, I want something different. You know, like I want yeah. a modification to this hat or I want a different thing on these pants or an extra, you know, clip here or a belt there and he's doing things in that vein where he's just kind of making it for himself and putting it out in the world and now it's you know like it, it's how he's building his brand and yeah it's that's really his cool. that's his job is to yep. to make those clothes that he that he makes alterations to and makes them more for him and people and people that's, are rocking that's how you it. gotta yeah. do it that's yep. how you gotta do it like that's how i do it like for instance uh i don't like like I like button downs, but I don't like the buttons showing. That's a okay. weird thing, right? Okay. Like I don't like I like button downs, but I don't like having the buttons on the outside. So we're developing something that hides those buttons, right? Okay. Like just a you know just a shirt that's just like straight up and down. You don't see the buttons, but it's still a button up, right? Like these kind of things where you're taking something that's already out there, especially when you're doing, uh, you know designer fashion really it's all designer fashion is just altering things that are already out there to the point Mm -hmm. where it's just just different right it it has it's something else that makes uh, that makes it special and that's that's all fashion is It's, it's very it's not it's not just you know some conundrum that we can't figure out so wait, you said we are making. Can you tell us more about that at oh, all? Oh yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna give you. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll take I it. I caught it. We'll take it. <laughs> you know, I knew I was gonna get in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's all I'm gonna give you. You told me, you know, I should watch what I say. But yeah, we're. I will say this: we are developing something, um, but uh, we're still in the planning phase. So that's very we're exciting. If you to make a. If you're okay with having that stay in the podcast, like oh no, that's it's okay fine. that people know. Okay, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Cool. Like what I say, what I say, <laughs> right? No, I'm fine with it. I do like people being excited about it, but we oh, are absolutely. working on something that is uh, that's it's going. I, we feel my team and I, uh, we feel that it's going to fill uh, a very very big void that is missing in Western fashion. And that's nice. great. Uh, I can't wait to to learn more yeah, we're, we're, we're trying we're trying so should be fun consider me excited yeah <laughs> i'm hyped 
So Reggie, how, like, how did you get into fashion? Was there like a landmark moment that you can point to? Is it something like, you know, John and I were both birthed and not, ugh, hate that vernacular. <laughs> we're both kind of came up in that like <laughs> sneaker, sneaker, like Yeezy. Or at we least were sneakerheads. Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeezy and Supreme were like the, the, the introductions to us, but like, how did you get into fashion? Uh, um, I probably would say that it started when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, how old was I? Couldn't have been, I think, you know what? I'll be real. My father, um, he wasn't into fashion, mm-hmm. but he was into, you know, presentation. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So my dad was in the Navy, right? Okay. So for him, and he also grew up kind of in a weird way. So everything that he did was just, he had to look up and down, just sleek. Everything, sure. like everything was had to be put together. And so growing up watching him kind of put together his outfits and put mm-hmm. together like how he presented himself, it kind of inspired me. I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but I didn't think about it in the sense of fashion. I just thought it in the sense of pr- presentation. Sure. And so uh, I got into different fields. Uh, What most people probably don't know about me is that before I was even into fashion, I was into dance and music, entertainment. Cool. So that goes hand in hand with fashion because you have to present yourself. But before I was, you know, I was into music and everything. I played piano, but I also was an illustrator. So I was drawing a lot. Okay. And so, and I was doing character design. So I was drawing all these characters. I would say from the time I was, you know, in second grade, just drawing characters and with outfits and different things that they did and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of crazy stuff. And then one day uh, I was on a bus and this, and this girl, she saw me, she saw me uh, drawing, you know, this character in one of my drawing books. And she was like, hey, I didn't even know who she was. She just says, hey, can you draw me a dress? Like, can you draw me this dress? Like, I need a, I need this kind of dress that looks like this. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> right. So I get to draw on this dress and I gave it to her and she was just like, this is really good. Thank you so much. You should do fashion. <laughs> and I was like, I like clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, that happened, but I guess the, and that, that's what really got me into fashion was the fact that I didn't even think of it as an avenue at that point mm-hmm. until I was sitting there and I was like, yo, I could do fashion, couldn't I, right? Um, but I would say it got solidified when I moved in with my, with my brother, my older brother, uh, Rob. Um, he's way more into fashion than say my father, but he was into sneakers. Right. So his thing was sneakers. And then I got into sneakers from that. So, yes, my entry into the world of fashion as far as getting it was definitely sneakers. Uh, And then from there, we went with street. And then I uh, I got introduced to probably my biggest muse, um, Pharrell Williams. And then it was over from there. I was like, that's it. That's how I got into Japanese fashion fairly quickly. because if you follow Pharrell, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I he was knows like, as soon as I knew, everything. as soon as I learned about Pharrell, I learned about Nigo, and I was just like, this is Japanese, dude. And here I am, a kid who grew up in, uh, I grew up in, you know, multicultural, you know, area in California. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends were Asian people. My caretakers were Asian people. I had been to Japan. Like it was, like it was like the universe was saying, this is what you're gonna do, mm-hmm. right? And that's basically how I went about it. I was just like. I put everything together and I said, hey, I'm going to do this. And then I stuck on Japanese fashion and I never looked back. And that's how it, that's how I got into it. And then I got into, you know, as soon as I got into, you know, marketing and, and branding, it became a whole different ordeal because now I, I wasn't trained in illustration, trained in design, but I also knew about the business aspects of it too. So it was mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. Uh, easy for me to kind of mix the two and go forward. And look at you now on the Pair of Kings podcast. <laughs> it's all led up to this. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's been a journey, but it's it's hard. It's yeah. difficult. Oh, most definitely. It's difficult. It's, it's not uh, an easy thing to do. No, no. It, it certainly isn't. But it's nice being able, like being in the social space, like both of us are, with our path and fashion being able to meet people and like make those connections. Cause it's, Mm. you know, when you have someone who's doing the same, not the exact same thing, but like kind of going through those steps simultaneously, it's good to have that, that network. I mean, seriously, the growing pains are the worst, right? I mean, we still going through, right? So like it never ends. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to make things better or trying to present it in, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When we first started the uh, the casual, the whole idea was to, you know, either start a platform so people could, you know, get stuff from Japan mm-hmm. or and or, you know, build enough cachet so we could eventually release our brand. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once we we didn't think like me and my content manager, we didn't think we were actually going to get super like popular, like like. You know, I wouldn't say we're super popular, but I mean, we're kind of popular, right? So, you know, we're there, right? So the minute that we got, um, (laughs) the minute that we got 20K on on YouTube, I was like, whoa, like, that's nuts, right? And then shortly after we hit like 50, and then I was like, wow, this is, it's crazy. And then as soon as we hit 100, I was just like, whoa. I'm, I don't even know what's going on. And so my whole mind had to change on what I was going to do. For because sure. Now, yeah. now I was like, I don't have to start a brand. <laughs> like that was like just in my mind, this. like, I don't have to start one. I can just keep doing this and we'll be fine. And my content manager was like, man, you're going to, you're going to kill yourself if you don't do what you had intended to do in the first place. Yeah. Right just use this as a way to do whatever you want now. Now you can do whatever you want, right? Whereas before you would be trying to sell that brand. Now you can do as the craziest thing that you can think of, you can do it. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Because now we have, you know, we have the channel to kind of back it up. So uh, it doesn't- Got the foundation Now you can build some height. Right. So it's just like, you know, if we don't do the right thing, we just come back and be like, you know what? It wasn't good. <laughs> Let's do it again. Right. Let's make it better. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's 
you know, YouTube and content creation is probably the hardest job I've ever had, but it's also the most liberating. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, taught me a lot about myself and it's also taught me a lot about people. Right. So uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And I, I hope to continue it in a more, uh, in a bigger capacity in the future. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, we look forward to that. Um <laughs> Kind of on the topic of the channel and your your experience with it so far, for those of you who aren't aware, Reggie's currently up to two hundred twenty-seven thousand. Oh, really? A, a light, a light two hundred, a light two twenty-seven k. You know, <laughs> we stopped at a hundred during his last uh, monologue, but we're we're up to two twenty-seven now. Or not we? He is up to two twenty-seven. Um, Reggie, what are some of the coolest interactions you've had as a result of the channel? Oh man, um, the people that I've met, Fashion Archive, Keezy, um, Anthony DeLuca, uh, Devin on deck, uh, these individuals who've reached out to me and these individuals that, I mean, even uh, Frugal Aesthetic, right? Like we've had conversations. Um, these guys are, I, I just, I'm not one for making a lot of friends uh, and I've made some through social media and I'm over here in Japan and most of them I haven't met face to face yet. So Saul and I have never met before. Uh Uh-uh. Not a once. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We've done this podcast for closing in on a year and a half. We've never met each other. I mean, and that's the, that's the, uh, that's the best part about it is Mm -hmm. that we have a way for us all to connect and um, evolve our relationships with each other. And that's probably the best, the best, like one of the best friends I've ever made. uh, I've met through, uh, you know, the channel and social media. And that's uh, Landy, uh, LD into HK. Um, Probably seen him on one of the videos where he's showing off all of his sneakers. Mm -hmm. God says far too many, but he's, he, you know, he, he put me on game so many things in Japan. Um, And helped me in so many different ways. And I, I can't believe that, like, I would say like the second part of uh, this, you know, social life, social media life that I'm having is, you know, introducing me to a whole nother group of friends that I didn't even think that I would ever have um, because I keep my circle pretty tight. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that's happening and they're all like-minded and cool individuals, mm-hmm. that's probably the best um, the best thing to come from it. Yeah, I would say the same thing with, at least speaking for myself with the podcast, is it's the best part has been the people we've met, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a great uh, base of guests who we've had on, present company very much included, <laughs> and uh, a great community of listeners as well. Oh, you're welcome. Great listener <laughs> community as well. We have a, a Discord that, we, we like to call it the happiest place in fashion because it's just super supportive. Everyone's so nice and really accepting and people dress all sorts of different ways. We have people wearing full Rick Owens every day. We have people wearing full vintage just all over the place. Um, and it's something that Saul and I are just really proud of. That we yeah, I love that. I love that. that. You know, that's, that's exactly what I think the fashion community needs. Um, there needs to be a pushback from... I don't want to say everyday people, but because I don't, I, I really don't believe in the concept. I, I, I truly believe for anybody who's listening, 
I truly believe that you, you are the, the inspiration for everything. It's not the people up at top. They're getting their information from you. They're seeing you come up with stuff and they're taking it from you and they're <laughs> showcasing it as their own. Seriously, like Kanye doesn't become Kanye without your influence, yeah. right? Like he's not, I mean, as creative as he is and has, you know, he just has access, mm -hmm. right? And he has access to be more creative. You have limited resources and you're creating um, your style. Embrace that, right? Like embrace that through and through. You have the power to, to like change the world around you. And so like for fashion for me has just been kind of like this, I say it's a gift and a curse, a gift in that I love the fact that you can express yourself with clothing. I love that. Like, I, I love that that's an option, right? Um, the curse is you become very cynical about the state of fashion, whether you're on the gatekeeping side or the, or the side that's trying to push back against gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. So if you're the gatekeeper, you're just like, oh, all these people, they just care about trends. They just care about, you know, brands on top of brands I actually a short story had this dude on my instagram really claim to me he said he said he said to me of all people <laughs> right who's like you know style isn't about putting things together or putting brands on top of brands i can't mess with you because of that i was like me <laughs> like i'm like the one person <laughs> i'm like the one person who says don't try to just put brands on top of brands put your style together, right? Like put it the way that you want to be put, you want to, you wanted to put it together. And I think it just caught him off guard because I was wearing a pair of Nike sneakers. And, mm. you know, there's this, there's this area in fashion where it's like, if you're wearing anything that's from a brand that's easy to get, mm -hmm. it's not official, right? Mm. It's not, respect oh anybody can get nike but not everybody can get those bottega veneta boots right so it's it's like it's, there's this air in fashion where it's like the accessibility means that you're more serious about it if it's mm -hmm. less accessible then you're more serious about it if it's more accessible then you're placating to hype yeah right and i think that that's uh it's fashion keep it casual right? It's fashion. You're all like the same thing. Like if you're, if you're being super, right, like, you know, pompous about it, even, and, and let's not get it wrong. Like it's not just designer luxury cats who are in that gatekeeping arena. You have a lot of streetwear cats who entered into oh, the yeah. fray, oh, yeah. especially in the last few, I'd say last five years yeah. that have gatekeeping streetwear like crazy. Like, they got into it and they were like, oh, well, you don't know about this. You don't know about this. It's like, I don't have to know about Raph's 1996 collection in order for me to appreciate this piece, right? In order for me to like this piece. It's yeah. like, let's stop having this conversation about who knows more and who appreciates fashion more and just appreciate the fact that we can learn from each other. If you mm -hmm. have a lot of knowledge, it's your responsibility not to retain that knowledge for yourself so you can you know, disperse it like you're somebody special is for you to teach people who don't know that much, right? Absolutely. That's what whole keep it casual it's about. It's like, yo, you don't know about A Kabakuba, I'm gonna tell you about it. This is what you need to know. Let me break it down. And I'm not gonna talk down to you. If you don't know, it's okay. Let's learn this all together. And I think that that's where you guys, you guys kind of fit in. Um, it's like, we're all in it together. 
Yeah. Uh, that's where I like to think we fit in. Uh, and a lot of new content creators are, are, are trying to be in that arena too, uh, where it's not like, you know, we don't have to be at each other's throats. Yeah. I mean, cool. like one of the things that we wanted to do with the podcast, which is why I was like, oh, Reggie would be really cool for the podcast is just making sure that people know about things, right? Like, mm. I feel like fashion shouldn't be this mystery because if you are excited about it and you are into it, like why not, right? Like why not get into it? You know, it's one of those things where like anybody can participate, even if you're not super like monetarily well off, there are ways that you can express yourself. There are ways that you can, you know, dress the way you like. You just have to, you know, maybe be a little bit more creative. But Mm -hmm. the point I'm trying to make is that fashion is one of the really cool things in that everybody can do it, right? It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not kept by like, um, like it doesn't matter if you're disabled. It doesn't matter if you're six foot five. It doesn't matter if you're five foot two, like, you know, skin color, race, creed, anything like anybody can do it. And it makes Mm. me really sad when people block it off on some arbitrary reason that like, in all honesty, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No, (laughs) I don't know. Matter at all. I I tell people that all the time. Like there's no bad style. Right. Yeah. There's no bad style unless you just don't care. Right? <laughs> like for, for the longest time, um, I had this gripe with uh, certain approaches to fashion and style, particularly style. Mm-hmm. My biggest gripe is uh, the essentials every guy should wear. I used to, I, I, I mean, I don't knock people for, for talking about this. And I think it's brilliant because, you know, most guys don't, you know, most people, they don't really want to concentrate on fashion like that. Like we're different. Mm -hmm. Like we're a little bit different. Like we're like, yo, what you wearing? It's like, yo, this is from 2016, 40% against rights, Tetsu Nishiyama. Or, you know, what's the show? You know, there's these shoes, these these canvas shoes by Momotaro jeans. Like most people aren't thinking like that, right? So that's okay. So like, I understand why the essentials every guy should wear exists. Mm -hmm. But I also think that basically what you're doing in that sense is you're telling, especially men, there's a specific way that you have to present yourself for people to accept you. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that is a wrong message to send to a lot of, especially young men, to say, hey, this is the way that you got to approach, this is the way that you got to approach your style. And this is how you have to, you know, present yourself which turns you effectively into generic guy NPC one. Literally yeah. it does. Like yeah. oh, if yeah. you if you put yourself in a position where you're gonna wear the same thing as everybody else, then you're not really, you're not being yourself. You're being what somebody mm-hmm. told you to be. Mm-hmm. And I get it. There's a way that you present yourself in certain situations, mm-hmm. but there's a way for you to rock it the way that you would want to rock it, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody ask me to go to a formal event, I'm doing everything in my power to make me within that formal event. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. just gonna like, yo, it's a black it's a black tie affair. I'm like, all right, I got you. I got it. <laughs> Let me see what, I, like, that's, that's where my brain takes me. It's like, yo, how can I do it where it's still me, right? It's mm-hmm. still completely me, but it sets me apart because I'm trying to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to 
actively put something together that speaks to me. And then when people look there, if I go to that event, they're like, yo, man, he's still formal, but hot damn, that is, <laughs> that took some thought, right? Like that, like he cares. He cares about showcasing himself. And that's always been the case with me. When you have individuals sitting there saying, hey, these are the essentials every guy should have. You're basically, you, you, you allow people to, to judge you based on how you look. Yeah. Right? How you look as a person. Say, um, I always, last thing I'll say on it. Say you got a lady, like most guys, let's just be real. They wear clothes, nice clothes to attract the people that they want to attract. You sure. know, like that's just point blank, right? So if you're generic guy one and you're just wearing like maybe a nice suit, tailored, whatever, and it looks nice, but it's something that somebody told you to wear, but then you got five other dudes who are wearing the same kind of similar style, but say you're five, eight, and you're surrounded by a dude who's 5'10", a dude who's 6'2", a dude who's 5'9", and a dude who's, you know, 6'5", right? So you're surrounded by these dudes, you're say Asian, which is surrounded by, you know, black dude, white dude, Latino dude, and all these dudes are different, right? But you all look the same as far as style. Now, say mm -hmm. a lady, for example, one is looking at all of these guys. Who is she gonna choose? The person that her base attraction is towards because she has no, there's no discerning thing. She's gonna be like, well, I guess I'm gonna choose this guy because he looks like a guy that I would normally date. But she doesn't know anything about him. What mm -hmm. fashion does is the one guy, the guy who's 5'8", probably the shortest guy, Right, he says, you know what? I'm gonna wear some Yoji Yamamoto instead of this suit. Now, when she's looking in that line, whether she chooses that dude or not, she automatically knows, well, he's interesting. He's interesting because he doesn't look like anybody else. He's doing something that's completely him. So this is for everybody listening. If you really wanna attract the people that you wanna attract, it's not about dressing nicely. It's about dressing according to what you want to attract, right? Like, what do you want? Who do you want to attract? Are these the kind of people you want to attract? Because you're not giving people a lot of choices if you're dressing like each other, right? You're just saying, like, for me, like, uh, there was this conversation a while ago with somebody like, short guys don't, all girls like short, don't like short guys. And I'm like, I've never had this problem. I'm 5'8". I've never had this problem. <laughs> I've never had this problem. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had the problem of attracting the people that I want to attract because I don't think about my height like that. Mm -hmm. right? Well, I'm not that short. I'm not short. I'm just not tall, right? But that doesn't make it. Like when I, when I come through, I've, heard, I've had several people, several ladies tell me like, yo, I love your style. I love what you do. I love your style. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a moot point how tall I am. So yeah, I mean, fashion can do wonders for you. Like don't, don't just pass it off as something like, oh man, that's, that's some girl stuff or that's very feminine of you. It's like, nah, man, <laughs> fashion is a gateway to a lot more things and you, you'd be surprised at what it can do uh, for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is like, I mean, just from my own perspective, it's, it's added a lot of, a lot of joy to my life. Also, I got into clothes, which is oh yeah, confidence. Yeah, 
when you're wearing something and you think you look cool, you're going to approach <laughs> life in a different way. Yeah. You surely are. Yeah. <laughs> you basically have your own theme music going around when you're walking. Yeah, around exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, so Reggie starting to starting to wind down with the questions. We've got a couple broad, broad strokes, big questions for the future. I'll keep them short. <laughs> oh, no, take as much time as you'd like. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't have anything going on right now. Yeah, Schedule is very important, but <laughs> we're working. We're working. Let's do okay. it. <laughs> so what does the future of the channel look like? Uh, original programming. Um, we want to take that concept even further. Uh, the last few, I mean, in June, we're taking a completely, not completely different turn. What we're doing is we're setting in stone our original programming and what it's going to be. Uh, recently, we've, um, we launched Rise and Fall, uh, which is our new business series, which does a lot of case studies on how brands, you know, started, how they reached this incredible peak, but how they uh, eventually fell. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we just talk about, you know, those kind of brands. We also do a rise and fall. And sometimes we'll just do like the rise of something or the fall of something and how yep. it disappeared um, on that series. Well, on that series, we're also going to be doing uh, business kind of tips. Like we have one coming out cool. very soon about, you know, 10 ways fashion brands fail and how to fix it. Um, so we'll be covering uh, stuff like that on that. It's basically a business series, but really to promote uh, the class series for those who are start who want to start brands uh, on our Patreon, uh, which is, you know, we teach, we have our own per- private discord, teaching people, have a webinar teaching people how to start their brands, thinking differently about starting brands. Um, WTH, uh, it's been a long standing show that's been on the casual for a long, long time. Uh, It's our What the Hell series. We're going over um, different designers, different brands, different styles of different fashion movements. We're gonna be giving the skinny history on that. Uh, We're, you know, that's just, I mean, that's what it is. It's gonna stay there. Uh, we like it. Our next video on that, I believe, is all the layers of Comme des Garçons. Oh, so we're cool. going to be telling you about pretty much all the brands. I say pretty much because there's one that we skipped out on because it turned into something else. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be, you know, doing that um, for the most part. And then on Fridays, we're going to strictly be talking about Japanese fashion. Um, nice. And that's where we are um, going to use the opportunity to go out see some things or just tell you about brands that are that are out there and maybe a list format or you know sometimes have conversations with other individuals um yeah it's it's you know that's that's in the short term because that's happening as we speak uh but in the long term what we really want to do is more uh ambitious original programming um we really want to do uh this travel thing we were kind of stunted by this but we want to do this kind of Anthony Bourdain style. Shout out to my man, Anthony Bourdain. Rest in peace, my man. Rest in peace, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things that I love is to talk about a whole host of things from, you know, social issues, politics to fashion and how it relates to the culture in and of itself, street culture, street fashion, how we mm-hmm. should, you know, all should be informed whether we're into fashion or not should all be informed about the issues. And that's one thing that Anthony Bourdain did really well, right? Like he would talk about food, but there'd be other things that he would, you know, chime in on. 
I wanted to do that in the street sense where I was traveling to different areas, getting in the street culture, street scene of different places around the world, uh, not just starting from Japan, but eventually going to places like the UK, Canada, um, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, going back to the States and doing it there, just going to these specific cities around the world, talking to individuals uh, in these cities who are either prominent influencers or people who just know the scene, talking to them about fashion and what, they, uh, and just about, you know, street culture and life in that particular country. Uh, that's something that's an ambitious goal for us, but we think we can pull it off um, if we get some if we if we get some sponsorships <laughs> and we get some people to help us with that, so that's that's long term, uh, and you know just making sure that the show runs like a well well machine. Good and deal. Course, all the other stuff. Well, we're super excited just to see, I mean, what you've already done, and then what you'll continue to do in the future. Hard. You'll have the support of the Pair of Kings podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. Two we, kings, we can't sponsor you considering. Two kings. Two kings, but a pair <laughs> Two of kings, kings, according to Grailed. <laughs> according to a Grailed employee who will remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can't sponsor you considering we've never made a dime off of this podcast. But we are we be absolutely there negative. Emotional support. Yes, we are. No, emotional support is a good sponsorship. I love those kind of sponsorships. Don't worry. <laughs> Winding down the questions, two more. What is your goal in the world of fashion? Oh man, that's a that's a big one. It is a weighty question. I just, I mean, there's, I, I guess it's in two parts. Um, to you know, quite frankly, I want to, you know, start a start a brand, start a label, start you know, create some pieces. I mean, that's. I mean, ultimately, I feel like I have an idea. I feel like I can, you know, do something in it. Um, I guess the dream was to be on the runway, right? Like that's that's what I do. That's the kind of fashion that I that I subscribe to, mm -hmm. um, and I want to see if I can get on there, right? Like to be on the runway would probably be like. I tell you, it'd probably be like the biggest surreal moment of my life. Oh yeah. Um, that I would just be like, whoa, <laughs> like that's crazy. And life complete. You can take me now, right? <laughs> like I will go to I will go to the stars and, and and be a part of the infinite universe if I can get on the runway again. Uh runway at least once. Uh and yeah, that would be that would probably be the goal uh as far as physically what I want to do in fashion. Um mm -hmm. Socially, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm already doing it, right? Growing, but also helping others grow. Yeah. Uh, I want more people to make labels and create their own stuff. I want to encourage people. I want to motivate uh, the individual who's sitting at home right now, who's thinking about making a label, but doesn't have the, um, doesn't have the prowess or the technical knowledge. I'm here to tell you like, dude, it doesn't really take that much to learn about it, right? Seriously, like, like you were talking earlier about how you found the manufacturer who made you know, these sweaters and it's like, it's just some phone calls. It's just some, some study, it's just some research mm -hmm. and not everything is gonna come to you immediately. But you know, if I could tell you anything about my life in particular, the more and more you do something, the better and better you get at it, mm -hmm. right? So. When I first started the casual, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just knew how to talk, 
right? Um, I didn't know about sound, how sound, I mean, I knew about sound through music, but I didn't know how sound worked in film or like what I should be doing, lighting. I didn't know nothing about that. Now look at me, <laughs> right? So um, on, a, on an audio only medium. <laughs> we are right? looking, the audience is not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but it's uh, very good for everyone else <laughs> but i didn't i didn't know about these things right so um i learned about them and and you know eventually got better and i want to continue to get better that's like the whole point become the person that you want to be and if you want to do something in fashion commit to it uh you're gonna have to make a lot of sacrifices and you know, make those sacrifices in the end, like don't buy that shoe or don't buy that car, or, you know, walk, buy a bike to work. I don't care. Like do something uh, where, you know, hey, this is the goal. This is the end game. Because that's what I had to do. Right? I had to do it. And it's almost paying off. <laughs> We're almost there. All right. So uh, that's that's probably socially. I just want what I just did, just motivate people to do what they want to do, mm-hmm. especially in fashion, you know, chase those dreams, trace those goals. I should say dreams happen when you sleep, don't be asleep, stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> so Reggie, we've got one final question. Uh, shockingly, you haven't looked at this beforehand. So we like to keep it in the back pocket. We usually give it to all of our guests beforehand. It is the, the most hard hitting, the most, the most impactful, the, question that everybody loves and fears and, and looks forward to it is the the oh, no. crown jewel of the pair of kings podcast experience as it were we've asked it to every single guest exactly every single guest of the podcast and we love to bring you into the fold uh, and officially round out the pair of kings podcast experience with this question so without <laughs> further ado reggie <laughs> of the casual if you had a year to eat a wooden door hinges and doorknob included do you think you could do it and if so how what (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna need you to ask that question one more time yep all right if you had one year 365 days to eat or 366 if it's a leap year if it's a leap year to eat a wooden door like normal wooden door nothing toxic on it you're not fine oak yeah, a fine oak got, door. It's got hinges and a and a doorknob on both sides, and you have one year to to consume all of it, right? Do you think in, you could do in it any way? In any how way. big is the door? Normal door. door. Like, and like, I have to drink. Do I have to eat the hinges and the and the door and the, you gotta, the whole thing? Got to figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Get creative. Uh, do I think I can do it? No. I don't think I could do it, but I would try. That's the thing. Okay. I would definitely try. So how would I do it? Um, Well, first, geez, geez, how would I do it? I'd probably have to sand it down. I'd probably sand it down to its, uh, you know what? If I sanded it down, I probably could do it. Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, there you go. You know what? You know what? Okay. That's what I would do. I could do it. I could. You say it's a fine oak. I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. He's coming around. Let's His hear. eyes right? have been opened. Okay. All right. That. All right. See, now I'm a fan of barbecue, right? Okay. And I know mesquite is great, 
right? So I would definitely integrate it within like some barbecue. So okay. maybe sprinkle some of that oak dust on like a nice steak, but make sure- It's gonna be smoky. It's gonna be smoky, right? Definitely do that. I would put it in almost every meal. Maybe in a hamburger, I'd mix it in, right? Okay. If I probably wouldn't even notice. Down, no, probably wouldn't notice. That's what I would do. Yep, love it. I would it. do that. Even even the uh, the doorknob. I got tools in the uh, uh, I got tools in the shed. I could sand that down. Put oh, some yeah. metal filings. Put some metal filings in a burger. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Go we about love it. the confidence. I'm so glad I to hear the it. switch. To yeah. No. Down. No. I can. No, no, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, I can get creative with this. I would definitely sand it down. This is yeah. character would, progression live. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I <laughs> definitely would sand it down and, and do it that way. That's good. Absolutely. There'd be no way that I wouldn't be able to finish that door. You can join the ranks of those guests of ours who have confidently said that they could, in fact, eat a yeah. door. I definitely would sand it down, though. There'd be no way that I could eat the door straight up. <laughs> Like it's no, too hard. Like, no, that how is. How would you do that? That's a tall order. <laughs> like, what are you? A fine oak, right? Like, I can barely <laughs> crunch ice with my teeth. No, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's how I would do it. Love yeah. it. Mm. Now you make me want to try that. We do not advise or doing that uh, from from a legal perspective. The pair of keys we're, we're is not responsible for any door. We're not telling you problems. to eat a door. We're just saying if you had to, right? Yes, right. exactly. Awesome. But with that being said, Reggie, you have made it through the pair of kings podcast interview experience with flying colors. Oh, it's I been love a journey. It. Thank you. Oh, thank thank you, guys you so much for that. Thank you. And we I enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear it. We have the the closing ceremonies, if you will, coming up. Uh, first things first, we have an ongoing series every week called Song of the Week, where we have a playlist that we update with our picks as well as our guests, just what they've been listening to in the last week. And the, the listeners can find it on Spotify. So, Reggie, what is your song of the week? What have you been listening to these days? Um, let's go with, geez put me on the spot right here uh i'm gonna go with lorn l-o-r-n he's a you know it's kind of weird <laughs> it's almost like toxic avenger if you like that kind of stuff lorn and the name of the song you know hold up i'm gonna get it correct because there's like a few that i love so let me see here i think toxic um, avenger as you mentioned him he did a uh a soundtrack for a video game and the video game is incredible but it's based it's like a rhythm game but it's based on the like like toxic avenger made it based around the game itself and it's so fun i'm forgetting Are you talking about you talking about fury yes fury yeah 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 that's a great <laughs> game yeah it's a great one right um yeah yeah that's one of my uh one of my favorites over there let's go with lorne and I'm going to go with the track Anvil. Cool. That's one Very of my nice. So Anvil by Lauren. Oh, wait, uh, John, did we get a, uh, a Discord invite word? Not yet. We're going to have to do that. We'll do that right after Song of the Week. Absolutely. John, you want to take us halfway home? I will. Um, so my pick this week, it's a song that I saw a great meme about and then decided to listen to it. Um, <laughs> 
I think mm-hmm. it was from, it's from a lesser known fashion meme page. I think it's archived underwear, which is okay. a hilarious name. And they had a post about it's, it's the new like headlining Porter Robinson song. It's called look at the sky. And they, oh. they described it as theme music for a 2014 Minecraft video. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious but then I listened to the song and it actually was pretty good so the song is Look at the Sky by Porter Robinson great great meme but awesome. also a great song nice how about you Saul round us out uh, I've got a song that I am surprised never won a, a Grammy I think it's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life and I've probably listened to it about 19 times today okay I know what uh, this is. I've got the the remix of, a, of an all-time classic Down in the DM by Yo Gotti, oh. but it's the remix with Nicki Minaj, it which goes, I didn't know existed. Oh, until insane! It goes it's so nuts. hard. It's so good. <laughs> so I listened to it 19 times. I'm gonna put that on. Right you have no idea how good it this goes. Song crazy! Is. I was blown away because I mean, obviously, everyone knows that song. It's a it's a classic. It's a 2016 staple, but. First off, I was looking through his discography today. I don't think he released down in the DM as a single. It was just no, part of the album. The album. Huge missed opportunity from a from a monetary perspective. But also, the remix goes absolutely crazy. Everyone should I'm going to listen to that right when I get off. <laughs> now you guys got me excited. It she, slaps. she has a bar in the song, Do We Dress Every Day Like It's Easter Sunday? Can He Give Me More Head Than Peggy Bundy? insane Ooh. she's going crazy <laughs> that's nikki it is yep. Ugh, um, the queen. so as saul mentioned earlier the discord phrase every week we ask our guest to provide a word phrase something that the listeners at home can message us on our Instagram if they'd like to join the Discord, basically to prove that they listen to this episode, because that's our only barrier to entry is you have to listen to the podcast to join the Discord. So Reggie, what would okay. you like the, uh, the listeners at home to message us at Pair of Kings Pod on Instagram if they would like to join the Discord? Uh, I mean, it's a trick question. You guys know what it is. No, Keep you, it casual. you get to pick. Oh, okay. my bad. Keep it casual. All right, folks. All right. You know what it is. Yeah. Has to you be. Why not? Has Without to be. Without a doubt. Right? So, folks. No, you know what? Let's change it up. Let's change Ooh. it up. I'm not going to do ca- keep it casual because people could, could could easily know what that is. But like, oh, you have Reggie Casual on? Yeah, of course. Keep it casual. Let's do, um, let's do casual kings. That's where we okay. Casual, Casual kings. kings. I think we have an episode title right there. Yeah, there we go. Casual Kings. And there you go. And we're done. Beautiful. <laughs> that is Beautiful. your phrase. Folks, you heard it from the man himself. Messages that's Casual the, Kings. That, we'll send you an invite to what we like to call the happiest that's place. A in collaboration fashion. right there. Yes. <laughs> Certified collab. Certified collab. <laughs> but with that being said, we have now officially reached the end of the pair of kings podcast before we go reggie thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join the pair of kings podcast uh take as much time as you'd like let the people know where to find you on instagram youtube all the socials patreon all that good stuff i mean your your ig is going to be in the title of this episode but 
just let the people know yeah. where you're at. Um, guys, you, you know, find me on Instagram at Reggie Casual. You can also follow the official Casual at the Casual uh, CEO on Instagram. Um, of course, you can find us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/TheCasualCO. Don't forget that CO. Some people tend to. Well, you could just search the Casual on YouTube, and that's pretty much that'll probably show up, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, uh, other than that we don't use much else anymore. So those are like the best places you can find us. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, the fashion industry, building your own personal brand or a fashion brand, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the casual to get introduced to our series class and have access to our private discord where you have a whole bunch of people who are in the same boat, creating their brands, you know, critiquing each other, helping each other out um, cool. in a very uh, easy and cool platform so wonderful you go. wonderful that's incredible reggie thank you so much for coming on this seriously all the time you. anytime it's been a blast you got, anytime anytime sorry it took so long <laughs> oh <laughs> right no. we're 100 <laughs> worth it yeah. yeah right sorry about that but yeah anytime let me know uh i'll be happy to uh chat with you guys we gotta Don't make it out it. to japan well yeah we'll, i don't know we don't do video yeah, content, but maybe that'll be the that'll the be start our, of it. Our market. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean you guys come to Japan, you got your connect. So you, Much your plug is here. Much your plug is here. <laughs> That's what I always say. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you to Reggie. Uh, as always, I am Saul Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. I'm joined each and every week by my wonderful co-host. I'm John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. And we were, are, have been joined by a very special guest this week, Reggie of The Casual. You can find him on Instagram. I believe it's just at Reggie Casual. Um, That's correct. Perfect. Love not making an idiot out of myself live on the podcast. But you can find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod, on Twitter at Pair of Kings Pod, and on TikTok at Pair of Kings Pod. Please reach out, join the Discord. It means the world to us when you interact. We are just two normal guys who really like talking about fashion. So when we meet people who also like it, it's always a blessing. But mm -hmm. thank you so much, John. Thank you, Reggie, for such a fun episode. As always, everybody, this has been the Pair of Kings podcast know. where we bring you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned once a week, every week for the foreseeable future. Have a great Thursday, everybody. And just as a reminder, wear what you love and love what you wear. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Bye. Love Thanks. you. <laughs>